0: What's up, y'all? This is John and Wes, back for another episode of the Nothing Finer podcast. And although it is game week, we are, as of today, six days, almost exactly, because it's five days. It is Monday at 8 o'clock, so we are five days exactly until kickoff of the Peach Bowl. But... We're going to tease you a little bit, because we're going to talk about all the other good bowl games right now, and we'll get we'll get to the Peach Bowl. You know we're not going to ignore it, um, but we also don't want to ignore these other bowl games, because there are quite a few good ones this week, and we're going to start it off Wednesday the 28th at 8 p.m. It is the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Yes, that was a mouthful. Hundred percent. I feel like you should be limited to four words for the name of a bowl game. <laughs> oh. But this is number fifteen Oregon against unranked North Carolina. Oregon is a fourteen point favorite with the over-under at 75. And so I did I did some uh quick research and the over-under is – or the over is eight and nine in the 17 bowl games that have been played so far. So, right at 50-50. And it started out like 0 for seven, and then a bunch of bowl games hit the over. So, I I think this going to be a good game. Uh, Oregon, like I said, 14 points favorite. Over/unders at seventy-five. Oregon, as far as I know, is not going to be without any of their offensive leaders or defensive leaders. Well, um, Justin, they're Flo- linebackers. Yeah, Justin Flow um, isn't Sewell transferring too?
1: Not that I saw.
0: Nothing. Okay, so. I mean, if we're being honest, neither of these teams' defense is really worth shit. So, hopefully, hopefully, this is an offensive masterpiece in the Holiday Bowl. I would love to see Oregon win and cover the spread and hit the over. I do think they cover the spread... Just because their offense is so good and their defense has been able to get a lot of turnovers. But over under 75, that seems like a lot.
1: Yeah, that's high.
0: I mean, that would be – to cover the spread and hit 75, that would be a 30 – 31 to 40. Oh, That'd be 31 45. I mean, the spread is 14. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a 31 45 game.
1: Dude, I would take Carolina with the points on this. 14 is just high for me.
0: 14's high, but Oregon's defense has been able to step up at times. When has North Carolina's defense done anything this year?
1: Against Clemson. I'm thinking of uh, Wake. Never mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know, no, they lost 37 or 39 10 to Clemson, 30 27 to NC State with their third string quarterback, 21 uh, 17 to Georgia Tech and their third string quarterback. And they outscored Wake 36-34, and then they gave up 28 points to the University of Virginia. It's their last five games.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, Oregon's allowing 27 and a half points a game. is uh, allowing 31 points a game. Like, their defense is – like, honestly, I could see the overhitting just because of these offenses. And Drake May – Drake May's a dog. Like, people, yeah. people forget that. Drake May is a dog.
0: North Carolina is going to be without their best corner for this game, though. Yeah, so I don't know. I would take
1: Carolina for the points. I would take you and, or Oregon money line. Just, I mean, they were my uh, my bandwagon team of the the year.
0: Hey, my bandwagon team won their bowl game.
1: Yeah, but they got destroyed by mine.
0: I okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, I'm taking Oregon with the 14 points. I just – Oregon's defense has been able to get stops at times where North Carolina's defense couldn't stop me running the ball. So, the thing is with
1: this is, like, we saw Oregon did against Oregon. Yeah, that was week one. got that. But to me, Drake May is – I don't want to say it because I know people are going to get mad. I feel like Drake May is a better version of Stetson. More athletic version than Stetson. And what Stetson. He's the-
0: taller and probably more athletic, but he's a lot less accurate. Yes, but he is their leading rusher and he has seven rushing touchdowns.
1: So I could see his legs creating a problem the same way Stetson's did against Oregon in week one. I mean, granted, they've had. How much time to prepare for this game? But they also had how much time to prepare for the Georgia game too, in week one. Granted, that was week one, and Oregon improved a hell of a lot the rest of the season. But I, I think I think Drake May, Drake May's legs keep it close. And I think it's I would take UNC with the spread.
0: My so my thing is I go back to the two defenses that I think are closest to what Oregon's is this season that North Carolina has played. Which I think would be NC State, because they are not as good as they should have been. And I would say Florida State. Right? Wait. They didn't play Florida State this year. I don't know. I just – I don't trust North Carolina. When you (laughs) lose to Georgia Tech and you lose to NC State's third-string quarterback, when you give up 45 points to Notre Dame, I just – Hey, I mean, ask Ohio State. Notre Dame's a tough opponent yeah and I'm sure um I'm sure Georgia Tech is too. I'm sure only beating Miami by three points they're a good opponent, you know I just if you ask me to trust one of these teams, I would trust Oregon more than I would trust North Carolina because Oregon has been consistent.
1: I can see that yeah I don't know, but they also have Bo Nicks, so and who knows what Nix we're getting
0: hey. Bo Nick's and bowl season has been good. <laughs> um, All right, guys. We're going to move on to the New Year's Six Bowls now. Woo-hoo. And we're going to start off with the fight to be Shane Beamer's favorite child, the Tennessee versus Clemson Orange Bowl. And so far, Clemson is a four-and-a-half point favorite with the over-under at 63-and-a-half.
1: Dude, that's so fucking crazy to me that Clemson is favored over Tennessee.
0: Well, I I think Clemson covers spread. Really? Yeah. You think Clemson wins? Well, let's see what Tennessee is without, right? They don't have Hendon Hooker. Yeah. They don't have Jalen Hyatt. Yeah. They don't have Cedric Tillman. Okay. Their defense is not good. And what is Clemson without going into the bowl game?
1: DJ Uolunglele.
0: Which is a net positive. (laughs) Cade Klubnick, when he has come into games, let's put it this way. The only reason they beat Syracuse is because Cade Klubnick came into that game.
1: Yeah. And for those of y'all that aren't tracking, DJ Uolunglele has entered the transfer portal and has committed to Oregon State, while his brother, a five-star linebacker, I think, what, Mateo Uolunglele, I think his name? Yeah. Is an Oregon commit. So talk about that family rivalry.
0: You know, I bet if Bo Nix wasn't coming back, DJ U would have gone to Oregon.
1: I could see that. Because he's definitely not beating Bo out that spot.
0: No. No, absolutely not. No, I just... I mean, so the one game this season that Tennessee has played without Hendon Hooker was Vanderbilt. And in that game, the... Well, one, they didn't even really throw the ball that much. He, Joe Milton went 11 for 21 for 147 yards, one touchdown. Their running backs just went off. But I – man, I don't I, – I don't trust Tennessee's defense No, nope. at all. Whatsoever. You're telling me that Tennessee's defense is going to stop Cade Klubnick And Will Shipley. No. 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 But once again, I don't understand this whole
1: analytics shit. So Clemson's favorite about four and a half. But Tennessee has a better percent chance to win this game than Clemson does.
0: Man, I don't – ESPN don't make a whole lot of sense.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: But if I'm putting money on this game, I'm going Clemson with minus the points, and I'm taking the under because it would not shock me for this to be a 28-20. Really? Yeah. Which offense would would you rather take? North Carolina with Drake May or Tennessee with Joe Milton? Say that again? A fully healthy Carolina defense. You got uh-huh. Drake May, all their receivers, all their running backs. Uh-huh. Or the Tennessee offense that we're going to see this weekend with Joe Milton, no Jalen Hyatt, no Cedric Tillman. I mean, Jalen Hyatt
1: was their whole offense. Yeah. This year.
0: I mean, they did run the ball extremely well, but that was because people had the threat of the pass game. Yeah, and what I mean, if you let them, if you leave the receivers wide open on islands, you have a good you have the def, the defense has just as good of an opportunity to catch the ball on an overthrow. Yeah, no,
1: you know I think you, you might have convinced me to like Clemson in this game. I think Will Shipley has. Whoa, whoa, him. whoa,
0: whoa, whoa! I don't like Clemson. Let's be clear. <laughs> I just think they're going to beat an injured, beat-down Tennessee team. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think Will Shipley has a fucking day. You know, a white running back, you can't beat that.
0: Yeah. You know? White and, guys. That's Tennessee's defense's downfall this year. Stetson Bennett, Brock Bowers, Ladd McConkey. you know, is what it, it is. White guys. So, I think
1: the committee did this on purpose. Putting these two teams in the orange oh, bowl yeah. with their colors being orange. One hundred percent.
0: But no, I, I mean I this like- should really be the um this should really be the Capital One Orange Bowl sponsored by South Carolina.
1: Sponsored by Shane Beamer. Sponsored by Beamer Bowl. There we go.
0: Yeah. Not- the battle for Beamer's favorite child. I think it'll be interesting, but I, I think it's gonna be low scoring. I think it'll be fun.
1: It's going to be a fun game. Um, I can't wait to get that meme out.
0: <laughs> so yeah. this is something that we kind of talked about off air. Clemson and Tennessee fans arguing about which orange is better. Here's the answer to the question. None. Orange is hideous. Which orange is better? The orange that's not orange. But If I had to choose, it's definitely going with Clemson. I think Clemson's color scheme is better because it's hard to pull off purple. And they do it somewhat well. I
1: mean, what, so what I don't understand about, like, because they wear purple once a year and that's like Veterans Day weekend or Memorial Day weekend or whatever. Right. Yeah, Veterans Day. <laughs> Why? Why do they wear purple on Veterans Day weekend?
0: Does anyone know? Um, you know, while we're talking about Clemson, and I, this is way out of the news cycle right now. To anyone that might be listening to this, that is a Clemson fan that thinks that Clemson is going to once again rise up under Dabo Sweeney, they're done. Um, let, let's just let's talk about it for a minute because this is a conversation I had with a friend of mine that is a diehard Clemson fan, right? Dabo Sweeney is not recruiting worth a shit anymore. Oh. Clemson is currently 13th in high school recruiting this year. Um, let's see there. Let's see all the players they brought in through the transfer portal. Just uh, just out of shits and gigs, right?
1: No, he's definitely- one. Oh, was
0: Oh, it was Bear really? oh. Bryant's grandson. Oh. Great grandson, whatever he is, yeah. I That's thought he it. didn't believe
1: the transfer portal or NIL.
0: Yeah, and what started this whole thing is I, I just for those of you that aren't on social media, Dabo Sweeney was asked about if they are going to use NIL to help rebuild the program. His response was, "We built this program on NIL. You may not believe it, but we did." We built this program on God's name, image, and likeness. Which, religion so, aside. Religion have we confirmed aside. we confirm this, though? Oh, yeah. I've seen the video.
1: Like, oh, really? So, there, it's yeah. been confirmed.
0: Yeah. No, it was real. It was real. <laughs> no one is less self-aware than Davo Sweeney at a press conference. <laughs> no. Davo... And Clemson, what's their biggest weakness right now? Offensive line, right? I think it's I fair to say that. The whole program. Ah. Offensive line, I would say. Um, They have three offensive line commitments. And granted, you know, somehow they went from all being three stars, and then when the last ratings update came out, they're now all four stars. But when you need to replace the entire fucking offensive line, you get three guys. That's a problem. And I'm not saying the entire offensive line is graduating. I'm just saying they're all pretty fucking trash. They're not good. I just, man, I don't... (laughs) Look, I said it once... I will say it again. Clemson is not going to win another national championship with Dabo Sweeney as head coach.
1: I don't think they fire him, though. I think he's just going to retire from there. There's no way Clemson's getting rid of him.
0: No, absolutely not. But until he pulls another Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence out of his ass, they're not winning anything else. They'll win the ACC because it's – the weakest conference of power five football. I saw
1: something today where it was like the ACC should just go go ahead and move to be a group of five.
0: Man, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I'm just being honest. I don't, I don't get the Dabo hype. Sure. A few years ago, was he a great coach? Yeah. But college football changed and he was a boulder at the bottom of the river. And refuse to move.
1: Yeah, I. But We've I. Done. What? We've talked enough about this game. We both like Clemson. Let's move on.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, are you are you done shitting on shitting on uh the orange? Yeah, I just wouldn't love. I'm I'm in
1: with this. I wouldn't love anything more than to watch Tennessee get humiliated. In this game. And I'll end it with that.
0: Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll move on to the All-State Sugar Bowl. We got number five, Alabama, versus number nine, Kansas State. The East High and
1: Wildcats.
0: Get your head in the game.
1: All in this
0: Sugar <laughs> <laughs> Before we knew that Alabama had no opt-outs, We were all in on the Kansas State train. I am off of the Kansas State train. I tucked and rolled as soon as news started traveling. But somehow, someway, Alabama is a six and a half point favorite. That's it. Over, under is 56 points. Dude. Ugh. Can you hear my dogs barking in the back? Goodness. Oh, good. Good. Love that. We got the door closed there in the living room on the other side of the house, and they're still loud enough to hear. Oh, um, man. I don't see how Alabama's only a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Sh- Could I see the upset? Sure. Absolutely. Do I think Kansas State is that much better or that much worse than LSU? No, not really. <laughs> I just – Kansas State is on their second-string quarterback because uh, the Nebraska transfer got hurt and then his job was taken. In the games he's played, he has 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. They do have Deuce Vaughn, 1,425 yards and eight touchdowns on the season. I just – My concern about Kansas State is can they score and can they protect the quarterback? No. (laughs) Because Uh, if Will Anderson is playing, you know exactly what conversation was had. Nick Saban called Bryce Young and Will Anderson into a room and said, I know it's probably better for your guys' future if you don't play this game. He said, but... You guys will be the features of this game if you come to New Orleans. Say, Will, you want five sacks in a game? I got you. (laughs) Bryce, you want 400 yards passing? I got you.
1: Yeah. And for those if you're not tracking, both Will Anderson and Bryce Young have both decided to play this game. If you're not tracking by now, then you obviously live under a rock. Or just don't get
0: on social media
1: or just get on social or watch sports center at all cuz i'm sure it's been all over sports center
0: but yeah no um and this you know i don't even remember if we've talked about this on the show before i think it's a mistake for Bryce Young and Will Anderson to play this game and i say that because what happens if Alabama Or what happens if Kansas State does something dirty on the offensive line like uh, Missouri did to Jalen Carter, except it tears Will Anderson's ACL? He's out the entire next NFL season. He's dropping from the first round. I mean, I wouldn't say that because, I mean,
1: well, no, that wasn't his senior year. Never mind. I was thinking about Chubb when he tore his, his, when he just annihilated his knee and kneeling.
0: But that no, he had it. two more years after that.
1: Yeah, but still, I mean, look what he did. Like, look how quick he came back from that and just...
0: But yeah, the like, 2016 season, he still wasn't the same. But, it, but he was good, but he wasn't what he was in 2017.
1: Medical and training and rehab and all that is like... I, people need... Like, I understand, yeah, if he gets hurt, like, yeah. He, like, shouldn't have played. But if he doesn't get hurt, everyone's like, this is the greatest decision he ever made. Not, you know, deciding to play... You know, showing that it's all about the team, not about himself, and I'm all for that. I know we had this discussion in our, in our, like, message group that we have. I'm all for people playing the game. I'm all for people being for the team and not all about themselves. Like, yeah, you opt out, cool, whatever. Fuck you, we're moving on. All right, you're 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 no longer in our team. On, you know, fuck you. That, that's my, if you decide not to play because I want to be better for myself, fuck you, dude. Like, no. You come to a school... To play for that team, you come to the school because it was a family. I'm sure that's what you said on your commitment day. You know, oh, this team felt like home. This team felt like the right place to be. Blah blah blah. Okay, one of the biggest games of, the, of your career. You're be like, okay, cool. I don't want to play. Yeah, the biggest oh, game of
0: his oh. career, he lost last year in Indianapolis.
1: <laughs> but but you you know what I'm saying?
0: I mean, I'm just throwing it out there.
1: <laughs> but but I, I'm not even just talking about this game. Just in general, all the opt outs, like. Look at all the people not playing for Ohio State because they're getting ready for the fucking NFL. Like, bro, you have a chance to play for the national championship. And you're so just the to-
0: thing about Fuck Ohio you. State is Travion Henderson had surgery on his injured foot, and that's I'm why not, he's not playing.
1: I'm not talking about just him.
0: Jackson Smith and Jigba was out for most of the season, but it right after that Michigan – or right after the, the, the uh, Selection Sunday show – they were pretty much like, "Oh yeah, he'll be back for the Peach Bowl, and never mind, he's leaving." Yeah, right. I don't care
1: if I've been hurt all season. I don't care about like if I'm able. George to George Pickens play, last year. Yeah, exactly. Look at that, and look, first round pick, dude is killing it in the NFL. I thought he was a second round pick. No, he was he? Say? I thought it was first. Anyways, it first second round pick, doing fantastic in the NFL came back off an injury, and look what he did. I'm all for it. I would – and like I said in the group, like in in our message group, like think about all the kids that don't have a chance to play for like the Sugar Bowl, for the national championship. You know, when when we were talking about this, the Troy game was on. And I was like, just look at all the kids at Troy that, you know, that could be like, oh, I don't want to play anymore. But this is your last chance to play with your quote-unquote family – Your your boys, your team, and you're like, fuck this, I don't want to play. Like, no. Like, sometimes it is bigger than just yourself. And I feel like in this instance, it's bigger than just Bryce Young and it's bigger than just Will Anderson, in my opinion.
0: I agree with everything you said. (laughs) But if you put me in a position where you're like, hey, man, all right. So if you don't go to the gym tomorrow, you're guaranteed $20 million. Well I mean my judgment claims. But if you do go forward. to the gym tomorrow and happen to hurt yourself, I mean like you might get three or four. I'm not going to the gym tomorrow. <laughs> like I I don't care if it's selfish, man. Yeah. I still
1: even if they get hurt, which knock on wood, like I hope they don't. Like
0: I, I agree with that hundred percent. I hate injuries. We talked about after ending.
1: And- yeah. I mean, and look at Matt Corral last year, which I think Barring injured, even with these two getting injured, knock on wood. I still see them going in the first round. I
0: do. Will Anderson. uh, Go ahead. I think if, if either of them get seriously injured, I think Bryce is still top 15, top 16. I think Will could fall to the end of the first, beginning of the second. And I just say that because... His stats have gone down so significantly this season. Okay.
1: Right, boom. Who else have gone down this, this year but is expected to be the, like top three pick in the NFL draft?
0: Jalen Carter. His they stats were, went down because he was injured for six weeks.
1: What I'm saying, but not even – even when he played, like, their stats have gone down because, like, teams have realized, okay, we just got to get the ball out quick against them. And – they are still disruptors on that defensive line. They are still going to disrupt a play. Whether they make a sack, a tackle for loss, or anything, they're going to end up altering that play just by being in. I don't know why we're passionate
0: about this. <laughs> no, I mean, I. I think we are having the conversation that a lot of friend groups around the country are having when it comes to this stuff. Because like I yeah. said, if I was in this position, I would be opting out. I, I Selfish, call it what you will. But with that difference in the amount of money that it could possibly be, yeah. I wouldn't play. But no, it, it, I do it, see your point because it yeah. is a team sport and you've done this for three years now for your team, for this university. I get it. Like, I see both sides of the coin, but what I try to do in this situation is put myself in their shoes. Yeah. And if that was a situation, it would take a lot. I don't want to say it would take a lot. It would be very emotionally taxing to make this decision. Yeah. But I would probably opt out if I heard from scouts and from the NFL analyst. if you get hurt, you're dropping. But, but I mean, you know, if there's if there's draft evaluators and stuff that said, hey, Will, you know, you might go from 5th to 10th, but you're not getting out of the top 10, I'd probably still play.
1: Yeah. I think Bryce Young also looked at this and like, dude, we have Jalen Milrose in the back, or Jalen Milrose behind me. We're fucked if I don't play.
0: Oh, yeah, and that's why we said Kansas <laughs> State was going to win this game if Bryce Young didn't play. <laughs> They have a better chance with Jameer Gibbs passing the ball if Jalen Milrose is playing quarterback.
1: Right. But I I think Bama runs away with this game. I I honestly do.
0: Troy Bolton is
1: on the sideline is going to be crying.
0: Yeah. I do not – where the hell they got six and a half from, I don't – I don't know. I don't (laughs) get it. I get Kansas State's the Big 12 champion. But, man – There's a difference between the SEC and the Big 12. Yeah. All right. So I think we both talked about that. So what do you think about the over-under? It is 56. Oh, under. Under?
1: I think it's under because I don't think Kansas State scores
0: a lot. Oh, I could 100% see this being like a 35-10.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't see Bama scoring a lot either, but, I, uh, yeah, it's uh, the under's hitting.
0: Put money on the under. Something that we didn't talk about is uh, Bama's without all of their receivers except for Jermaine Burton. Hold <laughs> oh, Jermaine. Yeah. So, I don't know. It might be closer without the receivers because we saw what they did with the starters, and if you weren't starting under, over those guys, you're not good.
1: Yeah, I mean, they still got Gibbs, though.
0: They still do have Gibbs. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I said, I could see it being a 35-10, hit the under, Bama covers. I mean, even with a 35-17 or 28-17, Bama covers, but it still hits the under. I mean, they're they're
1: leading receivers playing. Who's this? Corey Brooks for Bama?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's they've got, got, it. They're without JoJo Earl. They're without the other guy. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Trey. No one from Alabama's receiving core has been uh, notable this season. No, yeah, except just... for me.
1: Burton punching a female in the face, but other than that,
0: two, two females, two,
1: two. So, yeah, two. Because he was scared, hey man. He
0: was, he was fucking terrified. You yeah. need, you need to put some respect on his name,
1: dude. I would never. No, I'm no, I'm not getting into that. He's a, he's a college. <laughs>
0: Oh, that, that could be some good off season content. You know, maybe we can get him on the show.
1: Just like people that tweet at high school recruits. I hate those people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. I am not, not gonna be
0: one of those people. No. And you know, for anybody that's listening that's like, oh well you guys talk to Jaw, like no, we tried to get him on the show. We weren't sitting here bashing him for not choosing our school or not choosing somebody else. or. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not talking about, yeah, no. Like, we were sitting there like, hey, man, hope you have a good game this week. You know, can't wait to see you on campus. Not like, like, oh, oh, man, you're you're a piece of shit because you didn't go to Bama. Yeah. I hope you fucking tear your ACL
1: in three places. Like, bro, like, it's a high school kid. Like, chill the fuck out.
0: Yeah. I was doing dumb shit until, like, Today, let alone when I was in high school. Calm down, guys. Come on. If you tweet at recruits, tweet at me. We'll we'll have a discussion. If you tweet at recruits, turn the show off. We don't need your listens. Well, hold on. <laughs> if you still listen hey. to this,
1: tweet at me instead.
0: <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. We've got number 10, USC, versus number 16, Tulane. Uh, the
1: first New Year's Six Bowl without an SEC team.
0: Weird. It's almost like there's one dominant conference in college football or something. Weird. Um. So, surprisingly, USC is a two-point favorite. <laughs> Dude,
1: that's ridiculous. USC is about to blow Tulane out of the fucking water.
0: Man, I don't know. I, I don't. And I say that because... Tulane's defense is pretty good. Yeah, bro. Uh, mm.
1: I mean, they've allowed 20 and a half points a game.
0: Yeah, and what has USC done over the last few weeks with their defense? I mean, they've opened the door like a damn butler and said, do what you want. If tulane got a run game, okay, it could be close. Over-under is 62 in this one. And... I mean, Tulane has beaten a lot of respectable teams over, I mean, throughout their entire season, but definitely over the last few weeks. In the AAC championship, they beat the breaks off of UCF 45 yep. 28.
1: Yeah. losing them a couple weeks earlier.
0: Yeah. They beat reigning AAC champion Cincinnati 27 24. SMU, they beat them 59-24. I mean, granted, their schedule has not been that difficult, but they have beaten everyone, including the Big 12 champion, Kansas State. They did. Holy shit, yeah. Damn. The two games they lost this year were to Southern Miss and UCF.
1: Oh, they beat my Pirates.
0: They did beat the Pirates. They beat them. Fair, yeah, they, they beat the shit out of them.
1: Yeah. I, lo- I love missing Pirates.
0: Oh, but in this one, I, I really think this comes down to USC's defense. Yeah. And, I mean, Tulane's got a good offense. Don't get me wrong. But having a good offense in the AAC is a lot different than having a good offense in the Power Five.
1: Yeah, and I think – going to this game, I think Caleb Williams solidifies why he won the Heisman. I think Caleb Williams has a day.
0: I don't want him to. <laughs> Just being honest, you know, I'm, that's one thing on this show. We are honest to a fault, and I cannot fucking stand Caleb Williams.
1: But I, think, I think he – Shows why he won the Heisman. I think he has a fucking day.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. I think USC covers this spread. I'm trying to look up a stat real quick to... Oh,
1: I think they cover the spread big.
0: Oh, yeah, no, 100%. I'm trying to... Pull up a... There it is. The one thing that concerns me about. Hold on, I'm trying to pull it up. I saw this stat earlier. So we got USC's offensive line, which they're not great. And then you got USC's defense, which not, not, even average. They're below average at best. So I think that it is possible that Tulane could keep it within 10 points. But as far as them actually winning this game, I don't think there's a snowball's chance in hell. No, Not at all. I'd love to see it.
1: So I think, I think USC is going to come out pissed, honestly. Pissed at
0: what, themselves? Yeah, pretty much. They wanted to prove a point. Maybe if Caleb Williams would have spent some more time, you know, doing anything football-related instead of painting his fucking fingernails, they might have won that game. Yeah, what do you think he's going to paint on against Tulane? Because you can't fit Tulane across
1: your, your fingernail. T-U-L-A. Yeah, no.
0: Um, T-U? I don't know. Is it Tulane University? Or is it UT? It's Tulane University. Really? Maybe something something GW for the green wave. I don't
1: know. W-A-V-E. I mean, you put waves on his fingers.
0: Fuck waves. Most people in New Orleans are going to agree with that, though. <laughs> yes, that was a Katrina joke. Yes, I know I'm going to hell. It's fine.
1: We love you, we love you Will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to send. I'll have to clip that out and send it to him. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I I really don't think there's a lot to talk about in this game because no. I just two lanes overmatched offensively.
1: Yeah, and like I said, if they can get their run game going, I think it could be closer than what. I think it'd be – I can't say close to the experts say because, I mean, the experts say it's a two-point game. Yeah. But, but no, I,
0: think I can – like I said, if 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 um if Tulane can get it going offensively, I think they can keep it within 10 just because of how bad USC's defense is. Yeah. But if they can't get it going offensively, USC's going to run away with this. I could see it hitting the over in the ugly way. Like just- – over USC. under 62. I can see this being 56 to fucking 12.
1: USC just hitting the over by themselves.
0: <laughs> it's happened before. Oh, I'm sure. All right. So the last, well, no. The last non playoff New Year's Six Bowl we've got is I think this is actually going to be a really good game. Yes. It's um, number 11 Penn State versus number eight Utah in the Rose Bowl game presented by Prudential. Once again, we should really be. We should really. We should really have a limit of four words for a bowl game. It's called
1: the Rose Bowl. Like everyone knows that you know, it's the Rose Bowl, or just call it the Granddaddy. You don't need all that.
0: Well, why is it the Rose Bowl game presented by Prudential? Just say Prudential sponsored Rose Bowl. Done. Four words. Is it Prudential the like a fucking? Insurance company, life insurance, or save like 401ks. I don't know, rich people. Shit. Then why? Why are there so many insurance companies that fucking sponsor bowl games? Because they know people that watch football like we do do a lot of sitting on the couch. <laughs> what do you do when you watch football? You sit on the couch and drink. I think the best like, one Ooh. is
1: fucking, see, look, tax layer, gator bowl, boom, plain and simple, done.
0: Yeah. It's great. It's not a good game. We talk. I mean, we talked about my bad experience at the Gator Bowl with uh, with Chris Phillips. But, like, you ready? <sighs> bad
1: boy mowers pinstripe bowl. It's too much. Too much. Yeah. The cheese bowl. Boom. Plain and simple.
0: Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Three words. Three symbol. words. Chick fil A Peach Bowl. Three words.
1: Military Bowl presented by Paraton. And I love how there's never any of the military academies in the military bowl. It's always just random schools.
0: Man, I don't. We, You know what? We can we can vent and rant about how the service academies are disrespected by college football in the offseason. Didn't we already do that? Um, do what? Didn't we already
1: do that? Or at least didn't Kinda. we talk about how Tennessee prevented Army from going to a bowl game?
0: Yeah, and then we talked about how one of the Navy quarterbacks should have gone to the Heisman ceremony. Ooh. All
1: right, before we get into the Penn State Utah game, this just reminded me. Um the linebacker from Army, uh Carter, yep. potential first round pick, is eligible for the draft.
0: Yep, they're letting him defer his service, which is huge news. Yeah, like dude's gonna be Dude will be a first rounder. Oh yeah, he's so good. And okay. when he's not going to be restricted by a height and weight program? Yeah. Let that dude bulk up, get on some supplements other than creatine and protein? So, I want to—I need to look more into that. I wonder if, like, once he's done with his NFL career, if he has to,
1: like, fulfill his obligation or if he's just foregoing his obligation. I need to look into so,
0: that. So, we're way off topic here. But there was a player a few years ago, he played for the Patriots, that yeah. – He was a reserves officer while he played for the Patriots. And they let him, because what he did is he actually worked for um, the Naval Academy. And what he would do is during the summer, when he wasn't like spring and summer, he would do recruiting visits for the school pretty much full time when he wasn't doing football stuff. So that way he could have all of his drill weekends, his annual training, all that kind of stuff, but then still, you know, do football from July to February.
1: Yeah, he only made it through like um, the preseason. though. didn't he get cut. Like, like he, he made it, like, so I, cut, didn't. He?
0: No, he played in a playoff game. I think he like, got called up for a playoff game. I don't know if he played in it, but he was on the roster for a playoff game.
1: I'm thinking of a different guy than.
0: Back to the Rose Bowl. (laughs) So Utah is a a two-and-a-half point favorite with the over-under at 52-and-a-half. This is a tough one for me, and I say that because both of these teams are so evenly matched. Yeah. Utah average points per game, 40. Penn State, 36. Points allowed per game, Utah, 20.4. Points allowed for Penn State, 18. Utah gets more offensive yards per game. Penn State allows less defensive yards per game. I, man, this, I think it's going to be a very, very good game. I am loving how the Rose Bowl is going back to being good games because last year the Ohio State-Utah game was a good one. So good. The Rose Bowl needs to matter. And I know we talked about a a few weeks ago about how the Rose Bowl shouldn't try to hold up the expansion of the playoff, which I agree with because they're being a little pissy about. They want their special time spot in the day, which, shut up. But – <laughs> Shut up. I mean, the Rose Bowl needs to matter, man. Like, yeah, think right. back to that USC Penn State game from a few years ago, where it's like both teams had NFL starters in every like roster spot. The, the,
1: the Texas USC game,
0: Georgia Oklahoma game. Georgia Oklahoma. Like, there have been three Rose Bowls in the last 50, 20 years. Let's just say 20 years. There have been three Rose Bowls in the last 20 years. That could arguably be the best bowl game of all time. Yeah. Nuts. I just – I don't know, man. I love the Rose Bowl. I really do. Oh, yeah. No, I I am sad that I didn't get to go to that game in 2017, but I will make it out to one game eventually. And, you oh, know, yeah. if Georgia and UCLA keep their uh, – Keep their contract going. That'd be a fun little trip.
1: But I want to go to a Rose Bowl. Not just to the Rose Bowl. I want to go to a Rose Bowl game.
0: Hey, it's going to be a playoff spot. So, will the Rose Bowl game no longer
1: be a thing then? Or will it just be a playoff game?
0: It'll just be a playoff game. See, I think that's fucking dumb. Well, no, it'll be – so there will be four – it'll be just like it is now. There's four – well, not just like it is now. There will be four playoff games, and there's two that won't be playoff games, and they'll rotate through.
1: Okay. But I think – I, I kind of agree with the Rose Bowl. I think the Rose Bowl should have saved the Rose Bowl, and they could have found another bowl game to replace it.
0: Tax Slayer Gator Bowl,
1: Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, but I think the Rose Bowl should have stayed the Rose Bowl. But that's just my opinion, and I probably one of very few that feel that way.
0: I'm kind of glad that it's in the playoff, just because you can almost guarantee a good game, especially with the expanded playoff. I think it'll further guarantee a good game.
1: Yeah, but so yeah, I'll let this. Game. I'm excited for this game. Um, I think Penn State, they're wearing their all-whites. I think Penn State has the best uniforms in college football.
0: Well, that's because you're dumb.
1: I love their all-whites, dude. They're so clean.
0: So, the game itself. The game itself. game itself. Utah, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Over, under, 52 and a half. Under. They can both score a lot of points.
1: Yeah, but I don't see it being like the Utah-Ohio State game was last year.
0: I don't see that either, but Penn State put up 31 points on Ohio State. Yeah,
1: Ohio State's defense is trash. I, they're not
0: trash.
1: Okay, but, sorry. They are this stuff that didn't quite make it to the trash can sitting next to it.
0: Utah has also given up a good amount of points to a lot of good teams.
1: Uh, I like Penn State in this game no matter what.
0: Damn, think- I'm I'm taking Utah. I like, Penn, I like Penn State in this game. I'm taking Utah Moneyline. Even though it's as little as two and a half, the rose you can't predict the Rose Bowl.
1: You can't.
0: You can't predict. Like you can say, "I think this team will win," but for the you can't predict the score of the Rose Bowl. No. I'm also. I'm going to say over. Oh. Say over. I I would love to see a. Ideal situation, because, you know, I like to throw these out there. Utah wins this one 31-28. Ooh. Hits the over. They cover the two and a half. Utah wins.
1: You got you going to parlay it?
0: No, absolutely not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no.
0: I like my money too much. <laughs> I said ideal situation, not what I think is going to happen. <laughs> Oh man, we've disagreed about almost every game so far, have we? Yeah, we agreed about Bama. Yeah. I talked you into Clemson, but we disagreed what? about Oregon, North Carolina. We disagreed about. Did you write it down? Utah. We're getting you some. We're getting some good stuff going here. Graphic-worthy stuff. Piece of shit. (laughs) All right, so now we're going to go back to a um, a mouthful of a damn bowl game name. And this is the other playoff game. So we've got it. – it is called the CFP Semifinal at the Verbo Fiesta Bowl.
1: Verbo?
0: Isn't that a TV? Verbo. No, Verbo is Airbnb with twice the fees. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you think Airbnb fees are bad? Go check out a Verbo. <laughs> Why don't they know the cheap te- What am I thinking of? That's Vizio. They used yeah. to do a bowl game.
1: They did. They used to do the um, Fiesta Bowl, wasn't it?
0: So Fiesta Bowl was Tostino's, yeah. and then it was Vizio. Yeah, you're right.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I guess it is Airbnbs, just expensive.
0: Oh, tangent. We so we're going back to Austin in April for music festival, right? Okay. So Airbnb's, you know, looking and it's like a hundred dollars a night. And you're like, all right, I'm be there for four nights and it's seven hundred dollars. What? <laughs> And then you look at a Verbo; it'll be literally the same property that's listed on both websites. $100 a night. Okay, I'm going to click through it. $950. For... What for is this? <laughs> when hotels are significantly cheaper than Airbnbs, you, there's a problem. Yeah. There, there's a problem.
1: I never stayed in an Airbnb.
0: I used to stay at them a lot when they were cheaper than hotels.
1: I don't know. It's just, I don't know. My kids love staying in hotels. I guess it's like something exciting and new for kids to stay in hotels.
0: Yeah. To the game itself. We get bad about that. So in this one, Michigan is favored by seven and a half points. Over under is 58 and a half. It's tough. Man. All right. Half the victory for TCU. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not saying that I think it'll happen. I'm saying if it's going to happen, this is what what it's going to take. They're going to have to get pressure on J.J. McCarthy, right? Because he's not good throwing the ball.
1: He beat Ohio
0: State with four explosive plays and going 50% passing.
1: Yeah, but Michigan has the best offensive line in football.
0: They have, like, the 10th best offensive line in football. <laughs> we we talked about the stats. You get pressure on J.J. McCarthy. You slow down the run game enough to force them to throw the ball to make him make mistakes. And the thing about Michigan is their defensive front is good. Their defensive backfield is pretty good. Their linebackers – just by the style of defense they play, right? They are old school Brian Erlachers. When they hit you, it's going to hurt. But you can still make a miss. Yeah. Like, it's not unheard of to make one of these guys miss because they're big, they're physical, they're not as fast as you. So I think I, – I mean, I think that's the key to it. I think, to for TCU to win – Got to get pressure on J.J. McCarthy. Slow down Michigan's run game on the offensive side of the ball. If they're going to win, it's gonna have to be through short and intermediate routes to the running back or a tight end, and let them make Michigan linebackers miss. I don't. I don't necessarily think it's gonna happen. I think Max Duggan has enough of that dog in him to keep this a close game.
1: Yeah,
0: I Michigan money line. So
1: the only way I see TCU winning this game, and I I've said it before, is as soon as they announced the four teams, Harbaugh, McCarthy, a couple of the Michigan players like we want Georgia. Just right off their oh
0: yeah they yeah they pretty much said this is a tune up for Georgia. And so I think them
1: looking ahead, looking ahead to Georgia, which I think they'll do. I, I 100% think they'll do.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Thinking that we're just going to beat Ohio State. Because, I mean, that's the first game of the night. And I see them looking ahead. And I see TCU jumping out early. I, I see I – can, I can see it being like a 10 nothing, 13 nothing game early. But ultimately, I think Michigan – Wins at the in the end, but I th- I think TCU jumps on it early because I think Michigan will be looking ahead.
0: I think this is one of those games where Michigan is looking ahead, and TCU is going to empty the bag. Yeah, like they brought all the luggage that they could fit on the plane, and they're going to empty it out. They're throwing the kitchen sink at them. They're literally every offensive play in their playbook has been practiced has been drilled into these guys' heads. And I think Michigan is so confident that in their it, like in their game plan, they were like, oh, we can hold that for Georgia. Oh, we can hold that for Georgia. Oh, we can hold that for Georgia. And to be fair, Georgia hasn't even won their game yet either. Like, That's let's awesome. just be completely fair. <laughs> but no, Michigan, like you said, Selection Sunday, talking to Jim Harbaugh, it, he straight up talked about Georgia. Yeah. And uh, God, if if TCU wins this game, which to be com- to be a hundred percent clear, I hope they do. They can. Yeah, they're hundred percent capable of it, and I hope they do. But the uh, the freezing cold takes Twitter is going to be only Jim Harbaugh for about twelve hours. Oh yeah. Oh. No, I, I think this one. I think it'll be a better game than a lot of people think because I do not see this being a one-way game either direction. No, I think it's going to be good. I
1: like I said, I think TCU jumps out early, but I think at the end, Michigan ultimately, you know, comes back and wins it on the shoulders a, of Blake. I don't think McCarthy does shit this game. I think it's all for him.
0: I agree with that, but it's a two. It's a one or a two-point game going down to the end. TCU has no timeouts. They get to the <laughs> 30-yard line, fire drill, field goal. They've done it once, they can do it again. They have perfected it. Dude, they really I wonder how many times they practice that. Oh, apparently they practice it every day. I mean, hey it, it <laughs> I, With their style of play, they come from behind, you know. Yeah. But no, no I like mean, I think I think this would be a good game. I want TCU to win. I just don't necessarily mm-hmm. see it happening.
1: Yeah, I just find it shitty that Georgia's the one seed and they get the harder of the two teams to face.
0: TCU – well, no, TCU lost their game. I don't know. I we I think we talked about this. I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah. But is what it is. You can only play your schedule. Yep. But – That is our I mean that that's really our rundown for the rest of the season as far as bowl games go. At least the ones that we are excited about watching, New Year's Six, a couple others. Um You have anything else you want to talk about before we close this out? Yeah, Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate in your household. Hope you had a great holiday season. Um, how was the kids' Christmas?
1: It was good, man. Um, it was good. Baylor, he got a um, a little mini basketball hoop to, like hang on his wall, you know, like the door hanging yeah. ones. It's a Georgia one. As soon as he opened, he saw the D. He was like Georgia. He didn't know what the fuck it was. <laughs> <laughs> he just saw the G. He was like Georgia. Love like, that. The now they they had they had a good Christmas, man. You know, kids being spoiled.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. How, how was your Christmas, man? Do you have a good one?
0: Yeah. No, we uh we even though Kelsey was sick, we were able to get up and see everybody for a little bit. Um, we, it's the first time I've been able to see my dad on Christmas in a couple of years, just because, you know, nice. timing and stuff like that. Nice. We've seen him, but it's always been, like, in passing in, like, 15, 20 minutes, but we actually spent a few hours at his house this time, and uh, um, we spent a good bit of time with Kelsey's family, got to see her grandparents. So, yeah, no, it was good. It, I mean, it was cold. For, for Georgia weather, it was cold. Georgia weather. Cold. <laughs> Look. Look, for Georgia weather, it was cold. (laughs) If you've listened to the show for a while, you guys know I live across the street from the intercoastal waterway in Savannah, (laughs) right? Last year, literally this week last year, for my birthday, we took a boat out to Hilton Head for lunch. It was 85 degrees. Asshole. When I woke up that (laughs) morning... I think it was it Christmas Eve morning when I sent you guys that picture. It was eight degrees at miles.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Stupid. I'm in the middle of a fucking blizzard right now, but hey.
0: I, look, at least you get snow with it. <laughs> yeah, it's not just cold. I'm inside, and because there's so many windows in this room that I'm using as my office, <laughs> and no one stays in here most of the time, so we kind of like have the vents shut off. I can't feel my feet. It's so cold. I'm right under a vent right now. It's just hot air. Yes. <laughs> I I wish. <laughs> I'm sitting here in a sweatshirt and I can't feel my toes. <laughs> this. Oh, and you know the worst part? It's supposed to be 70 on Friday.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to get into like the 40s up here this week.
0: So it's going to go from single digits to 70 in a week. So everyone's going to be sick.
1: Yeah, it's what it's 20 up here right now. Feels like.
0: Eight. Let's see oh, what it so is 30, at my house.
1: to be fifty-two on Sunday.
0: Up here, it's thirty-five. Feels like thirty-five. Oh, that's disgusting. It's gonna
1: get so, and all the snow is gonna melt. It's gonna be disgusting outside.
0: Oh yeah, the high this weekend is sixty-nine degrees. Nice,
1: nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think it's gonna do it for this early week episode. Um, we are going to have our Peach Bowl show later this week. You know, all all the usual stuff. I should really record me saying all this and just like insert it at the end of the episode.
1: Move it at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, just tap tap tack it on at the end. Instagram, nothing.finder.pod. We're putting out a lot of good stuff. I'm working on a video that we're going to throw on there later. I've made my own audio. We're getting a bunch of clips together. Um, Twitter is at FinderPod. The Facebook group, just search Nothing Finder Podcast on Facebook. The YouTube channel, search Nothing Finder Podcast. Make sure it's got our logo on there. Um, Once I get my camera and stuff set back up, because the camera that I was using broke, so that's why we stopped posting podcasts on YouTube. Uh, once i get that stuff fixed we will start posting podcasts on youtube i found something that i want to talk about real quick and i almost forgot it is time to talk about my favorite distillery that makes bourbon and just so happens to be in atlanta you you guys know by now founded by multiple uga grads and i've gotten to be friends with guys behind the whiskey and like i said I'm just going to keep shouting it from the rooftops. For the last four years running, ASW Distillery is the most awarded craft distillery in America at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, including multiple gold medals for their Fiddler bourbon line, and just as exciting as all of that good whiskey, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five Five, you heard me right, five UGA grads behind the scenes making this bourbon. Go to their battery location to sit down with David Booth, have a drink, or pick up a bottle of Fiddler for a tailgate, or, you know, it's holiday season. You got to deal with that annoying family member. Fiddler helps. ASW distil- Delicious Bourbon Distilled by Dogs. ASW Giveaway. I am picking the winner. Through random draw for this month's giveaway, December 31st, right before the kickoff of the Peach Bowl. So you will know at kickoff if you're going to win.
1: Instagram live it, dude.
0: Well, I'm I'm technically going to be at a New Year's party.
1: Oh, fuck. I'm having one. Yeah, never mind.
0: Well, <laughs> I'm not having one this year, thank God. Um but I will yeah. be at one.
1: My wife wanted to, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't be wrong. I love a good New Year's party. It is a <laughs> fantastic excuse to get fucked up.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, like I said, I'll be posting the winner of that on New Year's Eve right before the kickoff of the Peach Bowl. And if you haven't entered, we made it super easy this month, right? All you have to do go on Instagram, go on our profile. It is the first pinned post. For every person you tag, you get an entry. And, here's the kicker, you have to follow our page and ASW Distillery. Both pages. Both pages. And, like I said, every single person you tag is an entry. So you will have the opportunity to get so much stuff for every person you tag is another opportunity. So go on there, do it. If you don't have an Instagram, make an Instagram. It's not hard. Just for this. Do you like free whiskey? Yes. Make an Instagram. You don't have to do anything on it other than every month when we post it, go on, do what it takes, get off. But hey, just so you know,
1: Georgia beat Ohio State in trivia tonight.
0: Boom. Boom. It's already starting. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, the week of the Tennessee game, Georgia beat Tennessee in Equestrian.
1: Well, this was like the football teams, like trivia, the Peach Bowl. Oh, did they? Yeah. they. they you know how they have like stuff before, like the week leading up, they have like different things for the teams.
0: Kirby's sitting here pissed like we could have been watching fucking film but instead we're talking about <laughs> damn Genghis Khan and the Wall of China this is stupid <laughs> Oh, alright guys always remember there is nothing finer in the land
1: than a drunk obnoxious Georgia fan biggest third down in Bryce Young's career You need 10 play clock at 4 from the pocket Launching downfield, underthrown and intercepted. Keely Ringo has an escort down the sidelines.
0: All the way to the end zone, and Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide.